remembering to take into account these prepayment penalties because it might tell you that you need to wait to sell because once those prepayment penalties go away in a year, then you're going to be able to return a significantly larger amount of money to your investors. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two Apartment Syndication School series and the best real estate investing advice ever show podcast. Each of these episodes focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of our previously aired series and episodes, we offered a resource, a PowerPoint presentation template, Excel calculator template, how-to PDF guides, some sort of free resource free to download that accompanies those episodes and series. All these free documents and free syndication school episodes can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode, we are going to talk about prepayment penalties. So everything you need to know about prepayment penalties. We're going to talk about what prepayment penalties are, and then the three main types of prepayment penalties, and then how to think about which prepayment penalty you want to actually get for your loans. So a prepayment penalty is going to be a clause specified in your mortgage contract stating that a financial penalty will be assessed against you, the borrower, if you either significantly pay down the principal on your loan or if you pay off the entire loan for a specific period of time. So what we're saying basically is that yes, the lender may actually charge you a fee when you give them their money back, which 
may seem counterintuitive, but from the perspective of a lender, when they are underwriting a loan, when they are trying to determine how much money to loan to you, one of the factors that they take into account is the interest payments. So the interest they're going to make on your loan. So five is an interest rate, 10% interest rate, 12% interest rate. And that interest rate is based off of the principal amount. So the lower the principal, the interest rate will stay the same, but the amount of interest they make is reduced. So if you pay off a large portion of that principal, or if you pay off all the principal and close out the loan, then the lender is no longer going to receive those interest payments. So the prepayment penalty is something that the lenders have that protects them against the financial loss of interest income that they would have otherwise been paid over time. So if a lender provides you with a 10-year loan, they are assuming they're going to make interest for 10 years. If you pay the loan off after five years, then they're only making interest for five years, which is why interest rates are different on five-year loans versus 10-year loans. So on a 10-year loan, you are typically going to see a lower interest rate because they're making money over a longer period of time, whereas for the shorter loans, you're going to see a much higher interest rate. So typically, the prepayment penalty is incurred if the borrower pays down the loan either entirely or significantly via a refinance or a sell within one to three years and sometimes up to five years. Again, depending on how long the loan actually is. So there's actually three types of prepayment penalties. There's not just one type. So the lenders are able to get the interest money by charging these three different types of prepayment penalties. The first category are soft and hard prepayment penalties. The second is yield and maintenance. And the third is defeasance. So the first category, the hard and soft prepayment penalty. So a soft prepayment penalty allows a borrower to sell their property at any time without paying a fee. But a fee is incurred if the borrower decides to actually refinance. So that's a soft. No fee if you sell, yes fee if you refinance. A hard prepayment penalty does not allow the borrower to sell or refinance without paying a fee. So the difference here is when they charge the prepayment penalty. So for the soft prepayment penalty, if that's a clause, then if you sell, you're off the hook. If you refinance, you are not off the hook. For the hard, no matter what, if you sell or refinance, you are on the hook for paying a fee. Both soft and hard prepayment penalties are either a percentage of the remaining loan balance or of the principal amount. So anywhere between 1% to 3% of the remaining principal balance that was paid off at sale or refinance. It could be a fixed amount that is stated from the get-go in your contract, or it could be a certain number of months worth of interest. So, for example, it could be 80% of six months worth of interest if you were to refinance or sell early. Again, these are going to be stated in your contract. So, you're going to want to know what the soft or hard prepayment penalty clause is, what the terms are when you are actually in your due diligence phase. Because if you plan to sell or refinance before that clause expires then you want to make sure you're taking that added cost into account when calculating your sales proceeds. The second category is yield maintenance. So 
Yield maintenance is a prepayment penalty that allows the lender to attain the same yield as if the borrower made all scheduled interest payments up until the maturity of the loan date. So if you remember, I said earlier, when a lender underwrites a loan for you, they do so with the expectation of receiving interest on that loan for whatever term they set. So they plan on receiving 5% interest for 10 years. If you repay that loan amount earlier than in that example, 10 years, a yield maintenance premium can be charged, which allows the lender to earn their originally projected yield. The purpose of the yield maintenance prepayment penalty is to protect the lender against falling interest rates. So the yield maintenance premium is going to be the difference between the amount of money the lender would have made from interest payments on the loan and how much money they would make if they were to reinvest their remaining loan balance. So it's not like if you get a 10-year loan at 5% interest, you sell after five years, you're not going to owe them five years worth of 5% interest. You're going to owe them five years worth of 5% interest minus whatever they could have gotten by reinvesting that principal into something else. And typically that something else is going to be a U.S. Treasury bond. So for example, if the borrower, if you repay the entire loan balance five years early, the yield maintenance would be the difference between five years worth of interest payments and the interest earned from a five-year U.S. Treasury bond. So in order to determine what that would be, this is something you can estimate on your own. Obviously, five years from now, the five-year U.S. Treasury bond might be a little bit different, but you can look at trends. You can kind of just Google U.S. Treasury bonds and see what the five-year rate is see what your interest rate is, and find that difference. Determine what your yield maintenance fee would actually be. And then the third category is called defeasance. So rather than getting charged a prepayment fee, the defeasance option allows the borrower to exchange another cash-flowing asset for the original collateral on the loan. Typically, defeasance only applies to commercial real estate loans, while the yield maintenance and the soft and hard prepayment penalty could apply to any mortgage loan that you get. This new collateral is going to normally be a treasury security, is usually much less risky than the original commercial real estate investment. So the lender is far better off because they receive the same cash flow they would have received from the interest payments on the loan and in return receive a much better risk-adjusted investment. So basically, when you're using defeasance, you are exchanging for another cash-flowing asset. So you're exchanging the original collateral on the loan for another cash-flowing asset, which allows the lender to continue to make money. So which prepayment penalty is best? So when you're in apartments, generally speaking, there's going to be some sort of prepayment penalty on your loan, unless you're getting a bridge loan of some sort. If you're getting long-term debt, there's going to be a prepayment penalty. So each prepayment penalty has pros and cons to both you as a borrower, as well as to the lender. So the best option is going to depend on whatever your business plan is, and then the investor's expectations on future interest rates. That second one comes with that defeasance. So the benefit of having a prepayment penalty clause to you as a borrower is that you can receive a lower interest rate and get lower closing costs on a loan with a prepayment penalty compared to a loan without a prepayment penalty. 
So as long as your projected business plan, your projected hold period is longer than the prepayment period. So when a one to five years, again, and this will be stated in the loan document. So you'll know upfront exactly when that prepayment period ends. Then you benefit from the lower upfront costs and ongoing costs without having to worry about paying that fee on the back end. Of course, it gets a little bit trickier for you as a borrower if you're securing a loan with a five-year prepayment penalty clause and your business plan is to refinance after three years. So more specifically, going into the three different categories, the hard and soft prepayment penalty is going to be based on the timing of a refinance or the sell. So that's easier to calculate upfront. So if you secure a five-year loan with a prepayment penalty during years one to three, then you should be able to calculate the prepayment penalty if your plan is to sell during year two. So the fee would be, for example, 1% or whatever percent that is stated in your loan document of the remaining loan balance or 80%, 70%, 90%, whatever is specified in your loan documents of six months, 10 months, 12 months, Again, whatever is specified in your loan documents worth of interest. So soft and hard are pretty easy. The other two prepayment categories are going to be dependent on the interest rates at the time of sell or refinance, which is going to require some level of speculation, some level of assumption on your part. So generally, the yield maintenance premium and the fees and fees are going to be based on the U.S. Treasury rate. And the U.S. Treasury rate is based on the market interest rate. So as market interest rates go up, the cost to invest in U.S. Treasury bonds goes down and vice versa. So there's an inverse relationship there. So if you have a yield maintenance prepayment clause and the current interest rate is higher, so the current interest rate, once that prepayment clause is triggered, if the current interest rate is higher than the loan interest rate, then the yield maintenance premium usually decreases to zero. But when the interest rates are rising then U.S. Treasury bonds are cheaper. So the difference between the remaining interest rates and the cash flow from buying U.S. Treasury bonds or providing another mortgage loan is zero or a net gain to the lender. So lenders will typically add a clause that if yield maintenance is zero, then it'll trigger a softer, hard prepayment penalty. For example, the prepayment penalty may be the greater of the yield maintenance or 1% of the remaining loan balance. So it's either this or that. So yeah, sure. If we make money on yield maintenance, great. But if we don't, we're still going to charge you a 1% to 3% prepayment fee. So if you feel as if the interest rates are going to rise, then selecting yield maintenance can be the cheaper option compared to the soft or hard prepayment fees or defeasance payments. Now, the defeasance fee is going to be also based on the U.S. Treasury rate. But unlike yield maintenance, the borrower, you can technically make money with defeasance. So again, the relationship between the interest rates... And the U.S. Treasury bonds still hold true here. So if interest rates on loans arise to a rate greater than the loan's interest rate, so 5% at closing, but then it's 7% at refinance or sale, then the U.S. Treasury bonds lose value and become cheaper, which means as a borrower, you are able to buy the required bonds based off the fee this option for less than what it is required to prepay the loan, which means you make some cash flow. On the other hand, if interest rates are falling, U.S. Treasury bonds gain in value and the borrower has to pay an amount greater than the loan amount at prepayment. So defeasance is a good option if you think interest rates are going up or if you plan on selling your multifamily property early 
and are worried about the potential increase in mortgage payments with some sort of floating rate loan, right? So you're paying it off because you don't want your interest rate to go higher and higher and higher. You'd be paying more and more money each month. But the thesis option is obviously very complicated because you're taking your principal and investing it in something else and trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the difference going to be? Will I make money? Will I lose money? Is it going to be cheaper, more expensive? So whenever defeasance is used, you're typically going to want to hire some sort of defeasance consultant, which obviously also increases the costs. The last thing I want to do is go over some common examples of prepayment penalty structures. So these are just going to be ones for the common Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans, because again, you're going to see prepayment penalties on these agency debts on these longer term loans. You're not really going to see a prepayment penalty on a bridge loan because the lenders that are underwriting these bridge loans understand that you're going to be paying it off after a few years, which is why the interest rate and the closing costs are going to be a little bit higher. So let's start with Fannie Mae. So Fannie Mae states that for all of their loans, flexible prepayment options are available including yield maintenance and declining prepayment premium. So declining prepayment premium is also called graduated prepayment premium for fixed rate loans, structured arm loans, and hybrid loans means that the prepayment percentage is higher year one and then gradually reduces each year. So for example, if you get a five-year fixed Fannie Mae loan, then the prepayment penalty year one is 5%, 4% year two, 3% in year three, 2% in year four, and 1% in year five. And after that, there is no prepayment penalty. For Freddie Mac, there's a little bit different. So for their fixed rate conventional loan, so there's their regular fixed rate loan, there's yield maintenance until securitized, which means securitized is the financial practice of pulling various types of contractual debt and selling their related cash flows to third-party investors as securities. So basically, you're going to pay yield maintenance if you sell or refinance before the lender is able to securitize their loan, package it together and sell it off to a third party. And then after that, it's followed by a two-year lockout. And then there is defeasance after that. There is no prepayment penalty premium for final 90 days. If the loan is not securitized within the first year, then yield maintenance applies until the final 90 days. Yield maintenance without defeasance is available for these loans that are securitized at an additional cost. For floating rate, they have four prepayment options. For option one, you're locked out year one, and then a 1% prepayment penalty thereafter. And locked out means they won't allow you to sell or to refinance. And then after that, there's a one-year prepayment penalty thereafter. Another option is 3% prepayment penalty year one, 2% year two, and 1% thereafter. Another option, three is 5% in year one, 4% in year two, 3% in year three, 2% in year four, and 1% thereafter. And then option four, which is only available for their 10-year capped loan, so capped interest rate, 7% in year one, reduced by 1% each year, 1% in year seven, and thereafter. So for each of those options, you're going to get different loan terms. So the more expensive the prepayment penalty, the better initial terms you're going to get. And then also for their moderate rehab loan, which is a float-to-float loan. There's a 2% prepayment premium during the interim phase. For their float-to-fixed loan, there's yield maintenance during the interim phase. And the standard Freddie Mac prepay structures that we discussed before apply thereafter. So overall, those are the three types of prepayment penalties. Unless you're getting a bridge loan, as I mentioned, you're most likely going to have a prepayment penalty for your loan. So make sure you know which 
prepayment penalty you have, if you have an option to select between different options and what the benefits are of those and the cost of those are, and if there is a chance that you're going to trigger a prepayment penalty, make sure you're taking that into account when you're initially underwriting your deal. And you're going to take that into account in the closing costs at sale. So if you are assuming a $100,000 closing cost at sale without a prepayment penalty, then you're going to get returns of X. But if there is a prepayment penalty, you're going to have a little bit lower returns. And so when you're evaluating whether to sell early or not, make sure you are remembering to take into account these prepayment penalties because it might tell you that you need to wait to sell because once those prepayment penalties go away in a year, then you're going to be able to return a significantly larger amount of money to your investors. So that concludes this episode. That should be everything that you need to know about prepayment penalties. Until tomorrow, make sure you check out the other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications. And check out some of those free documents as well. Those are all available at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.